say we have Todd Kukhan, he firmly believes in impact. He shares a message of how change for an individual or organizations begin from the inside out. Todd has learned that through personal experience, both good and bad, his customized presentations weave in a mixture of professional and personal experience. And Todd never takes himself himself too seriously. Welcome, Todd. Well, thank you, Monique. It's so great to be on the call with you. Well, awesome. Um, Please share with us what impacted your life. Well, I tell you what, we might need a few days to go through all that. uh, (laughs) Okay. You know, but uh, I'll have to tell you most recently, um, I, I went to a, a John Maxwell. He's he's one of my mentors, not a personal mentor, but a mentor in the sense of someone that I've I've followed. And I went to one of his events about five years ago, and he really impacted me in terms of my passion for what I wanted to do in life. And, and the two things he talked about, one was at that point, I think he was 70, and he said he hadn't accomplished everything he wanted to in life. And if you don't know John Maxwell, do some research because he's done incredible things, written, I don't know, close to 100 books and uh, impacted thousands of, of, of leaders. Mm-hmm. So that impacted me. The second thing that hit me a little bit more was the work that he does in a lot of different countries, building leaders who can build leaders. Mm-hmm. And that's really part of what my passion is and what I really enjoy. So I think, you know, John had an impact. Of course, my my parents did, my, my family has and those sorts of things. But Professionally speaking, I would say that was one one particular moment recently that really impacted me. Mm-hmm. Cool. You started quite late in your in your life yes, uh, I uh, as an, a full time entrepreneur. Tell us about that story. Sure, sure. Well, again, around around the same time where I when I came across uh, John Maxwell and some of the things he taught folks. It, it uh, became clear to me, it really helped me bring some clarity to what I wanted to and, and I guess needed to do in my, in my life, and that's get into the leadership realm. And I'd always, I'd always kind of thought about having my own business, you know, over year, the years, and I never really was one to take a lot of risk. And I think part of that was because having four, uh, four daughters, um, you know, that stable life like I had when I was growing up was so important to me that it held me back from taking some risks. But mm-hmm. over the years, I did a lot of part-time work in leadership and speaking, coaching, teaching, training, and really enjoyed it and got more and more engaged in it. And you know how that works. You get more and more opportunities along the way. And then actually about a year ago in in, uh, in winter, we have winter here in Wisconsin, in mm-hmm. the uh, winter of 2021, about a year ago, I started looking at my calendar. I'm like, I don't think I have enough vacation time to be able to do all the things that I want to do in the leadership world. Mm-hmm. And I had I had a great position. Uh, my job was probably of the 15 or so jobs I've had, the one I really love the most. I love the people, the community. I was in the I was a head of a chamber. But my passion, my heart was really in in leadership and, and corporate leadership, corporate culture, communication, all those different sort of things. We were talking about connecting before we got on the call to connections and all those sorts of things. So I made the decision that I was I was going to jump at yeah at age sixty three, and uh, it's not a common time to jump into the entrepreneurship world, but I think more and more people are are looking at it, particularly now. So 
started down the path. And as of November 5th of, of 2021, uh, that was my last day in the, in the job world, so to speak, and been doing full-time entrepreneurship since then. I'm, I'm glad I made the decision, learned a lot about entrepreneurship, uh, you know, as you have too, but uh, I really, I really been enjoying it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's, I mean, uh, I think um, a lot of people will uh, feel that as an encouragement because uh, how many times people say, well, I'm too old for some kind of things. And so you prove uh, that you're never too old. I mean, uh, even at 63, you can start a business. And I have uh, more uh, examples. I mean, uh, Louisa Hay uh, was, I think, 82 when she uh, started her um, book uh, um, company to, to uh, and started from scratch. I mean, that was also amazing. You're never too old. It's a mindset no, exactly. thing. It's a mindset thing. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, the other part of it too was I thought what kind of encouraged me besides what I've already talked about was I'm trying to think of what legacy do I want to leave my children. And I, I think, you know, I, I've, we've had a good life. We've been blessed in that, in that way, but I just felt something was kind of missing in that regard too. I, you know, I did a lot of eight to job, eight to five jobs. I accomplished some pretty cool things across my career, but you know, be, jumping into it at 63, hopefully will give my, my daughters the, uh, the thought or the incentive or the motivation or the inspiration, whatever, to maybe look at it, you know, at a younger age when they can make an even bigger impact exactly. and add more value to people. So that, that was part of it too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, the best thing you can do as a parent is lead by example, right? Right. I mean, uh, I remember that that my my parents always said, uh, "Don't smoke," but they were smoking themselves, and I was like, "What do you mean? Yeah. You smoke yourself?" I mean, uh, my my dad um, stopped uh, uh, later on, but you know, so as as a child, you look and you see the. Uh, the incruency uh, uh, from your parents. So it's absolutely uh, encouraging for your children, even at uh, at the age of 63. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yes. Yeah. So how, um, what was your reason um, that you jumped in that late? I mean, what whole... What was holding you back uh, that you, well, I, yeah. can't, I can't say wait uh, because I, 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 I don't believe that you wait until a certain age that you jump in. But what hold you back? Yeah, you, it, it's an interesting question. And I've done, I've, I've done a lot more thinking about that. And um, I look at, at my childhood growing up and uh, my parent, my, both my parents are still alive. They're in their, they're in their nineties and they're living an independent living and love them to death. Great people. And they provided for my brother and I a really a great childhood growing up. They were, they were great role models. They, they knew how to have fun and they knew how to work hard mm -hmm. and they got rewards on that. And so I had, you know, I was, it was a real stable you know, my dad was an eight to five guy. He worked for the university for a lot of years. 
And I think that that stability works both ways. It Again, it provided me with that role model of, you know, what life could be. But I think it also, in some ways, maybe held me back from taking uh, taking those risks or jumps or fighting through fear along the way to, to try things. And I, I had uh, one particular opportunity many years ago uh, of uh, kind of going out on my own. And I had three other consultants who were older in age and were kind of pushing themselves out because of their age and they want to enjoy retirement. But I just didn't have the initiative or the, 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 that risk, you know, getting out of a stable environment that I enjoyed as a child. I think that, that partly held me back. And I don't mean that at all in a, in a bad way because my parents were great providers, but, you know, I think that, that really kind of, kind of held me back from taking a risk. And now, mm-hmm. At the point that I am in my life, all four of my daughters, well, three of them are have had their careers started and going well. My youngest is graduating in May from University of Wisconsin-Madison, and she's got a great, she's in speech pathology, so she has a great future. So seeing that their lives now are pretty in pretty good shape, I thought, well, you know what? I still got a lot of gas in the in the tank. So if I'm gonna do it, I gotta do it now and I gotta do it hard. So that's that kind of helped me make that decision. Yeah, well, I love it. Uh, uh, this, this quote, uh, I lo- had a lot of gas in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but what uh, what kind of energy, um, how did you mobilize this energy? I mean, maybe I need to ask the question, what... Um, How did you manage your energy before that, before you jumped, uh, before you took a risk? That's that's an amazing question. I, nobody is, I've been on a lot of podcasts and things, but nobody's, nobody's asked me that one. But um, I think, I've, I think, again, kind of looking, you know, looking at my, at my dad and his job and he had some challenging jobs and, but he always figured out a way to have fun and, and make, make, make work fun. And I think, I've, like I said, I've had 15 jobs. I've been fired four times and all that. But mm-hmm. but I've always one of my things is always having fun. One of my three my three pillars. It's you know, I always talk about dream big, know how to have fun, and get shit done. And that was our mantra in my last job. And and that that's what we did. We you know we we had big visions and big dreams, and mm-hmm. we we worked our tails off, and we had fun and laughed at each other along the way. And I think that's a that's a really good combination. And now I'm taking that same combination from when I was in the workplace to out of the workplace as well. You know, dreaming big with my business, mm-hmm. having fun, like we're having fun in our conversation and getting, you know, getting shit done. When, when you become a solopreneur, you know, you're on the clock 24-7, 365. Yep. Yep. So you have, to, you have to schedule those times when you want to have fun, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you find <laughs> yeah. yourself in front of your laptop or in front of your yep. screen or whatever. Yep. So, uh, but I, yeah, I, I think that, that, that really helped me to mobilize my energy. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, um, what shift, what, uh, uh, what shifted for you when you, I mean, actually you're living by the same principles, but something shifts. From the, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I I think wanting to um, wanting to impact more people really mm-hmm. really what what it was about. Um, and as you know, from the start of when I started five years ago, like I kind of alluded to earlier, you know, each each project, each training, each each speaking opportunity has kind of grown and grown. And 
you know, I'm doing some speaking. I've actually spoken internationally. I'm, I'm going to uh, Atlanta here soon, going to Nashville soon to speak. So things just kind of grew and built and mm-hmm. got that momentum going for me. The same thing happened in training. I started with some smaller projects with some smaller businesses. Now I'm working with some bigger projects with, with, with bigger businesses and, and getting that momentum going. But you had to get momentum going, you have to start very small. We have to start, yep. first of all, and you have to start small and kind of get that snowball going uh, going down the hill. So I think the momentum and and then when I'm in those environments, I, it really gives me energy. You know, some people who are introverts, when they're doing speaking energy, just, they just completely get sucked of their energy. But in my, you know, I'm an I in the dispersonality spectrum. I'm, you can probably tell I'm extroverted, but um, speaking gives me real energy. Yeah. So that I think that trigger helped me. And then seeing finally it came down to, hey, Todd, you got all these things on your calendar for your business. You got all these things on your calendar for work. Something has to give because you're not giving 100 percent to either one, which isn't fair to either one. So that kind of caused me to to flip that switch and and start going down the road. And I, I would also add that, that the the people that I worked at, the the volunteer, the, the uh, excuse me, board president and the vice president, very supportive as we had conversations about how to have a smooth transition. So that that encouragement helped as well. Uh, I can imagine that because most of the time, um, uh, employ- employers don't uh, facilitate this. Actually, they force you to make a, a decision about it. It's it, it's so sad in the workplace, and it yes. better change. Because yes. if it doesn't change quick, uh, people are going to find fewer and fewer, fewer and fewer employees in the workplace. Exactly. And uh, yeah, they were they were so supportive of it, and and um, that was that that was helpful. It meant a lot. It said a lot about the organization too, the absolutely. culture, yes. the culture, yeah, and that workplace. That's that's so critical. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, what? How do you see yourself uh, in ten years? Well, on a sandy beach in warm weather with my toes <laughs> in the sand, having a, a blue Hawaii beverage at uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. Is that specific enough? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that but, sounds uh, like your ideal day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, again, I go back to Maxwell, and, and what I, I feel like I'm going to be doing this as long as I can do it, as long as God allows me to. To share what I have to share, and and I can I can do it in a way that's beneficial and and meaningful. So, you know, ten years I'm hoping to do the same thing. I'm also hoping to have some more, uh, you know, the calendar shifting more into my personal side too. But mm-hmm. I, I really I really enjoy this work, and like I said, it gives me it gives me a lot of uh, uh, a lot of motivation. And I think the other thing too, Monique, is, is I do a lot of posting and things and. Uh, as I do my trainings, people will make comments or send me a note afterwards. And just those little words of encouragement, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, those, those little words of encouragement, like what you said really meant a lot to me. Yeah. And it doesn't happen hourly or sometimes daily, but you get one of those every once in a while. It's like, yeah. wow, you know, I, I am, I am making a difference. And it's so, it's so cool. It's so, it's so meaningful. I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, arrogant or, or bragging, but it just, it really means a lot. And, and uh, it's, 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 it's a cool feeling. Absolutely. Well, and and I mean, um, sometimes it is just about a quote or something somebody needed to hear to to have a, ch- a shift in their own life, and that yep. can can uh, uh, have a huge impact for people. 
When I was, yeah, when I was uh, diving into the speaking part, I was in a speaking class and uh, the guy who taught it, uh, one, he's currently one of my mentors and, and a, a, you know, a coach too, I would say, he said that everybody needs to share your message because there's somebody out there that needs to hear it. Exactly. Now, it's not that everybody needs to hear my, my message, but there are people out there that need to hear my message. And, and Monique, there's people out there, as you know, that need to hear your message. And it's really a, it's really a disservice if we're if we're not doing that and sharing that and hitting the right people that, that need to hear it at that particular time. I absolutely agree. I mean, I have people myself in my life uh, that say sometimes things that I needed to hear. I mean... Sometimes people who provide uh, uh, value uh, think that they are a standalone, but we're not. I mean, I, I'm not. I need other people to tap into new energy fields uh, myself. Otherwise, I cannot provide what I'm providing at this moment. Absolutely. And, and thinking about, you know, thinking about, uh, this this very conversation we're having, you know, it's it's been on our calendars for a while, and we had to make yep. a couple adjustments along the way. But yep. I've really been looking forward to because I love meeting you know new and interesting people because that motivates me, and I'm getting some value out of this conversation that can help me, you know, in in what I do. So yeah, it's just it's just it's invigorating getting around people who care about other people. Absolutely, I I agree. That's why I started this uh, uh, inviting other people to share the uh, the story, the transformational story they went through, uh, because it will inspire somebody. And even if it's just one person, it's sufficient enough for me. You understand what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Because no, it's it, a ripple. It's a ripple effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It, it, interesting story. I um, again posting on social media, and I had a, a, a somebody I coached in high school basketball in 1987, who saw a post of mine on on some of the disc work I do, and he said, "Hey, we'd like you to come and you know do some for our company," and went in there, and I'm I'm doing the project, but I mean, just think about. That one post on that one day yeah. reconnected me with somebody I coached in high school who thought enough of me to bring me in and do some work with them. You know, what, what are the chances of that happening? But if you're not, if you're not sharing your story, those opportunities are out there. Because of that, I've been able to help, you know, so many, so many others. So it's, it's really interesting how it all works out. Yeah, exactly. And and this is how how you mentioned before, like this is how the, the snowball is is getting well, mo get movement uh, because, yeah, you never know when uh, uh, the universe is knocking on your door. And it's always at a moment you never expected from <laughs> the angle you thought it would come, right? Isn't that the, isn't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's beautiful. I love it. So um, what... Uh, um, you have children, you, you told me. Uh, yeah. Uh, you have daughters? Only, only daughters? Four daughters. That's why my hair is so silver. Wow. Silver. <laughs> Four daughters. So you have, uh, you have lived with or still maybe uh, live with, with five women around you. At one point, there was five women around me, and it was, it was uh, I guess, a good news, bad news thing. Of course, they had to put up with me, too, so it, it yeah. works both ways. But... <laughs> 
No, I, I loved every minute of it. How do you think uh, this this influenced you in your life? Uh, uh, being around, well, I, it sounds like uh, only women, uh, at least in your intimate life. Um, do you yeah, think think it would be a different? Uh, you would be a different person when you were more around male energy. And what I mean by male energy is, well, the standard male energy, like action, uh, doing, uh, not emotional. Um, most of the time, men are not very uh, emotional uh, developed in that matter. Um, because I believe that every man and every woman have a, a masculine and, and a female energy. Yeah. As, as a woman, I have, I have had a lot of masculine energy, so it's not about gender. Sure. Yeah. Um, so how do you think that that influenced you as a person, but also in your choices you made? Well, it's, yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because a lot of my, I've spent a lot of my life uh, in the nonprofit world as well. And in the nonprofit world, there, there's a tendency towards more females working in that mm -hmm. arena. And maybe it's part of what you're, you know, what you just talked about. And I think that, I think that, that those experiences helped me be a better father for four daughters. And now those four daughters, um, because of what they've what they've battled through my oldest daughter is a, is a single mom the the dad is not part of their life and uh you know seeing what she's what she's battled through and, and going through and fortunately we're in the same community so my wife and I can step up and and help when we when we need to mm -hmm. but just you know you know they they motivate me in what they do another one of my daughters had to have uh cleft palate surgery you know pretty much I don't remember how old she was but she was very young And watching her battling through through that any kind of surgery, you know, is 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 critical and at, at that young age. And so just watching what they've what they what they've battled through. So I've been inspired by many women leaders in my life throughout my career. And again, I think that in turn has helped me with my daughters. And now my daughters are inspiring me because of the the successes and the challenges that they're they're battling through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I, I truly believe uh, that um, if you are more aware of your emotions, you truly can connect with 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 women uh, uh, because most of the time women are more in their uh, connection mode. I would say. Um, what made you a, a, a good father? What is your definition of a good father? Well, I think my parents may be a good father. I'll, 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 I'll stick with that. And then a lot of my experience, I, I, I guess, you know, willing to let my children fail, which is a really hard thing to do as a parent. And, you know, a lot of people, and I think particularly parents of younger children now tend to always be there to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. um, I think you need to let your kids struggle. You know, I, I, I see it. My, I have a grandson now and, um, you know, my wife and I kind of have differing philosophies 
you know, she's always there for him and will do whatever he needs, which is, which is what a grandmother should do. But I tend to let them, you know, let them struggle, let them fail a little bit. Um, yeah. I coach them in basketball, same sort of, sort of thing. So I guess what makes me a good father is I'm willing to let my children fail and learn uh, through the experiences they have, you know, professionally or personally. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. And I, I believe that's very hard. I mean, I, I, I think that anyone you care about, it's hard to let them make their own mistakes. Yes. Right. And we, yeah. And we, um, we also, all the kids had to pay their way through school, through college. We helped a little tiny bit, but that, that was their, their investment because that was their in- investment in their future. And, you yeah. know, a couple of them are still paying that off, but I think they're a lot hungrier because of that. You know, they didn't, they didn't have the, this, you know, this windfall drop in their lap and they've really, they've truly earned everything they've, they received. And I think that's something my parents always, uh, you know, reinforced with me that you, you earn what you get and you make the most of what you get. Yeah. How uh, would you describe how you are there for your children? Well, again, I think, you know, my oldest daughter with who has the young son, we're, we're always there. We're always there for her. Um, you know, if they have a, even down to a simple thing like, uh, you know, maybe a, a, a small car accident and, you know, they get on the phone and call dad and they're crying and it's like, hey, don't worry about it. It's a stupid car. Are you OK? That's, you know, yeah. uh, that's that that's what we focus on. So. We, you know, we, I, I don't want to th- make people think that, you know, we're always making our kids fail, but we are, we certainly are there to support them. And they, and they know that they, they, you know, when something comes up, they'll, they'll let my wife or I or both of us know. And, and we try to try to help them through that challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's awesome. Kudos for you. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So we are almost, uh, uh, on the end of the of the interview slash uh, podcast uh, uh, storytelling, um, what are the three takeaways you have for my audience, Todd, um, that they can learn from your experience? Sure, sure. Well, I think one thing that I focus a lot on with myself is my core values, and I think working from the inside out and focusing, you know, put your oxygen mask on first. And make sure you take care of yourself and, and, and get that part of your life figured out. I think also along those same lines is making sure that whatever you do in your in your life, you're focusing on value and values and not the money part. I've chased money and I failed. That's mm-hmm. that's a tough thing. Find find your value, find your passion, and focus on that. And the third thing probably is um, you know social media is a tool, mm-hmm. and how you use that tool. Can, can be to your value. And I think if you're consistent and positive in the way you use social media, it can help you grow and it can help you or your business grow, particularly if you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur. So those are probably the three key ones, Monique. Awesome. Well, I'm going to thank you so much, Todd, for, your, uh, for, this, for this call. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and for the listeners, this was the end of this podcast until another time. Bye for now.